What's going on, y'all? This is the uh, one of the first episodes here. This is the definitely uh, mumbo sauce edition of the podcast. We are calling it. Uh, he's an on-time guard, talking about sports, basketball, life, all types of stuff like that. I got one of my good friends, my fraternity brother, uh, worldwide scoop on all damn social medias. I think. Uh, pretty uh, is that's on everything? Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, it's got, a brand. I, I stand behind it. I guarantee it. <laughs> yeah, I'm saying like the like the like General Mills, like right? General Mills. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like General Mills. Uh, so yeah, you know, I, I got my man Scoop on the show today. We just gonna talk about a couple of different things. Uh, so you know, sit back, enjoy everything, and just wait on. Man, welcome back to the He's an On Time God podcast. Uh, got my man Scoop with me. We're going to talk about the first segment is uh, we got uh, things that people that we hate. Uh, I, I feel like hate might be a strong word, but some of these people that we might be talking about, I, we, I really don't fuck with. I'm going to be keeping 100 with y'all. I ain't going to lie to y'all. So I started off, matter of fact, the first person we was talking about, uh, he was like, yeah, did you watch Power? I don't watch Power, dog. 50 Cent, I got a... What I have is um, I call a spit-on list. A spit-on list. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, if I ever got a chance to meet these people, I would probably spit on them. The Tupac spit with the, with the yeah, uh, yeah. red wings. Yeah, 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 I'm saying, exactly, exactly. Like, it gotta be that with bandana and all, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I got a couple of folk that why? I don't, I, I just don't fuck with. Why 50 is, is one of them, Why is 50 though. on your spit on list? Um, 50 do a lot of just dumb, like, ain't nobody ever checked him type of shit. Um, he always fuck with people. I realize, man, I don't really like bullies too tough. Um, and I feel like he always trying to bully somebody or, you know what I'm saying, try to do some extra shit that does not have to be done. Uh, like, he, he stay fucking with Ja Rule. That it's, it's fucked up. He bought tickets to that man's show. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> just and for it to be empty, Just dog. for it to be empty. Like, dog, like, at that point in time, dog, you got to see me, bro. Like, every time you see me, you got to see me at that point in time. Dog, you know he, is, he is definitely uh, Petty Pendergrass, Petty Roosevelt, Petty Ruxman. He's the pettiest dude um, in the music game, honestly. Who, uh, who, who? Okay, so. So I'm with you on that. I mean, I don't, I don't hate 50 Cent. Um, I would say if I ever met him, like, I would just be like, how nice to meet you. I would not want to be close to him. I mean, um, the weird thing about him is I've listened to a lot of his interviews is that I really think he has a lot of sociopathic tendencies because the way he views things, he's very honest, though. He talks a lot about, he'll talk about Lloyd Banks, he'll talk about uh, uh, Tony Yeo, and he'll talk about them kind of clear, like, removed himself from the friendship, which is interesting from an interview perspective, that's like kind of dope because people don't do that. But then from a personal perspective, it's like, how can you remove yourself from your friendships? And when you say certain things, um, I'm not, I don't hate 50. The person I, there are, I'll, I'll stick with, uh, most people I hate, well, R. Kelly, I despise, right? But okay. I, think, I think that's, that's definitely, um, you know, something that's, that's more above board. Like everybody kind of, Feel some type of way about R. Kelly, so, I would say. So I got the funny drink, right? So um my son, I got you know, I got two boys. So my, my oldest is doing a black history project. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, 
well, who you get? He like, I got Muhammad Ali, right? So in my mind, I'm like, bet we can uh, come out. We, we can get this little music. I'm like, I'm the greatest. Then I was like, hold up. Song you play. That fucking song is sung song by goddamn R. Kelly. I can't. We can't. So I was like, damn, we gotta figure out another. So we gonna go with the champions here with a with a mean bongo yeah, rend- yeah, rendition. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. But I'm like, damn, dog. And I didn't realize. So like now, all right. Just even you know a quick segue. Like how like how you you don't fuck with R. Kelly. So you not bumping this music or no, nah, no shit like I, that. I, how do you feel? If you go like I've been to a I've been to a day party and then the next thing I know it was like randomly kind of like rem, uh, remixed to ignition come on and then you see people dancing uh, and then they check themselves like they like man this nigga man you I have, like, I have a friend of mine who is vehemently about separating separating artists from from the you know stuff mm-hmm. like this yeah and yeah I'm yeah. Like, yeah I can't do it with R Kelly I can't it's like I, I I don't really like cancel culture. You try to cancel everybody for everything, you know. He canceled. People try to cancel Chrisette Michelle because she she got she money. got canceled. I don't cancel. Chrisette like she Michelle. didn't. Get, she got canceled. No, no, no she did. For yeah, my yeah, mama, yeah, but yeah. I didn't, yeah. I, didn't I feel you. right, right, right. I was like, I mean, I don't think it was smart, but you know, she she got paid to sing. That's what she does. She just got paid to Trump. It was inauguration, like you know. But there are other people that I'm like, okay, this person's stupid. Like, I think Kanye at this point is stupid, especially the last thing I heard. We had a meeting with Danny McBride from uh, Eastbound and Down and told Danny that he wants him to play him in a biopic. Yeah, that awkward silence. Exactly what I thought. He wants Danny McBride to play him, a black man. Kanye asked him to play him. It was like, are you, huh? You want a white man to play you? Danny McBride was shocked. Yeah, it was like, this, this just happened like last week. Danny McBride was shocked. He was like, I can't play you. Like, what would he do? Blackface? Like, there's no way. He was like, maybe it's because of my bravado on Eastbound and Down or the Righteous Gemstones, which is like, I get that because Danny McBride is hilarious with that. But, huh? Like, you you really have mental issues, dog. So I'm not, I don't know if I can stop listening to Kanye's music. I just don't take him serious. And that's different than, than like, R. Kelly's canceled to me. Like, I, I if I listen, if R. Kelly's playing, I had the same homegirl told me that she played R. Kelly at her wedding. I was like, I don't think we could ever get married. That's Dang. like a, that's like a point of contention. Like I cannot have R. Kelly. That's like, some wild shit, though. Yeah, about Kanye or about R. Kelly. Both. Yeah. Both. But I mean, but 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 Kanye. Kanye. That, I was like, for, you for really sure. have. You you really something like, really wrong with you. I think for me, so like I'm you know I'm a I'm a big sneaker person. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And um, I never. So the only pair of Adidas I've ever owned. With some Yeezys? Nah, I, I I refuse to buy the Yeezys, mm-hmm. so I, I'm not fucking with them. So I, I bought the John Wall joints mm-hmm. just on the you know what I'm saying home team like home team love, and then um I got a pair of Kobe's. Mm-hmm. I got a oh, the old ones. Yeah, yeah, the uh, Crazy Eight mm-hmm. joints. Yeah, Crazy Eighty Eight. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. I got those, and then I got a um a pair of, like probably old school like when they weren't shell toes, they were the. They were a basketball shoe that the joints that had the strap over it, but they they was the old school Adidas okay. groove like that. Otherwise, I ain't really rocking Adidas, and now it's so funny for me because like you know what I'm saying getting in the sneaker game, and I even flip shit sometimes. But like people be like, yeah, dog, I'm trying to get them Yeezys, and I be like, nah, I can't help you. 
Like, I stopped fucking with Yeezy a long, long time ago, way before all of this, I think, you know what I'm saying, before this whole, I'm going to try to do this Christian thing or whatever, like, I I just stopped fucking with Yeezy a minute ago. And, um... Uh, musically, I, I, I and, and, and I'm and I'm very torn music because, as you know, I'm a, I'm a hey yo we got a dope ass playlist of samples that we we love. Um, that's this this is one of one of my music go tours that I, I I trust. You know what I'm saying? What he say to me on some musical shit, and uh, we made a playlist. I'm gonna put the link in the bio so that y'all can get to that too. Uh, but. Kanye's Ka- all over. That Kanye's playlist. all over that playlist though. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And and just seeing what he what he does, what he can do musically, you know what I'm saying, is is like my mother, so you know, my mother not too long ago, she was like, Yeah, man, I'm she was listening to the the Sunday joint, the Kanye joint, mm-hmm. and my mother like, you know, that's such a good album, blah blah blah. And I'm like, Man, you know, I really can't can't pull myself to really trying to listen to that album mm-hmm. like Neither that. I, 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 one song that so so then I you know, I had a we, we I just was going through some things with my grandmother and everything, and so I just man, like my grandma, she's very uh, religious, mm-hmm. and I mean, you know, first lady of of a, of a church and everything. So I'm like, man, let me make a little playlist for her, and I made a playlist and I put a couple of songs on it because they were good songs, right. the songs that I know she liked. Um, but I just still feel like you know we can't when we put that motherfucker crazy man, like you know, he on some other shit. Kanye the slavery the, joint really pushed me over the edge with Kanye. Kanye, Kanye pulled the Apollo move, like the one rule of the Apollo. If you go on uh, Amateur Night, is you sing gospel songs so you don't get booed. Yeah, you I know? definitely feel like he did. He definitely did. But the Apollo thing, move. When when I first saw Sunday Service, and I just thought it was this is before it became a thing. It had some videos of him performing with a band out, and they started remixing kind of like gospel songs, and I was like, oh, sonically this sounds dope. I didn't know he was going to start commercializing it. I just thought it was like a jam session. I remember the very first time, and people were like, you like Kanye? I'm like, yo, I don't know what he's doing with this, but this was dope. And he did this little, he, I had like 10 videos I put in that Instagram post. Once I found out he was touring and, and, and all this stuff, and he brought Kim Kardashian to Howard. I, mean, Bro, I, I, was, that, that I was, was mad about, I wasn't mad about the service as much as I was. I was, I was mad at my friends that went. I was mad at my friends that went. Yeah, I was too. I had a couple of friends that went, and yeah, you know I'm saying, I was, man, I was folks like, know who they are. Like I ain't even, you know what I mean? I'm not even gotta mention y'all. I was but like, you brought Kim Kardashian upset. to Howard, dog. The yeah. kids ain't coming. Like it was just like, this is my thing about Kanye, man. And I told my uncle this, and we've argued about this. And this might be a little, a little deep in my mind. I, I think that the American dream, as we're fed it, is to have, is to be wealthy. And to say F you and mean it. And that's literally when you break down all the tenets of what people think the American dream is, the house, the picket fence, all that stuff. The real American dream is to be able to say, I got enough money to cuss people down when I feel like and there's nothing they can do about it. And that and it's it's a, it's this like selfishness in being American. And I think Kanye epitomizes that, and that's why he likes Donald Trump. It's because Kanye thinks that he has amassed enough celebrity and money to just do whatever he wants. And he expects that respect to be across the board. You're a musician by trade, and you think that you can automatically jump into fashion just because you're Kanye West. Meanwhile, Pharrell and Swiss Beats are doing the things that you claim that you want to do, but they're more humble, and they're just more 
they're part of the culture. They're just different. You're just so arrogant to think that like you deserve certain stuff because you made it in the music. But even when he talks about Kim, like I think he wants Kim Kardashian because the world wanted her. Like she was very popular, mm-hmm. and everything he wants is vapid. It's, yeah. it's it's soulless. It's all like I want certain things that America thinks are great, and I want to be treated that way just because I'm of this stature, not because of the person I am. And I think Kanye, that's part of it. Is Kanye wants to be void of of color, void of like he doesn't even want to be seen as even somebody from Chicago anymore. He just wants to be like I've transcended all of that, which is how you got fans to begin with. You can't go from college dropout. Dog, I remember Kanye pulled up to, to the home to the Howard Homecoming, and like everybody was like, you know, it was like, yeah, Kanye West, and people was like, they knew who he was off of like, you know, like like half the crowd knew who he was, and then it was like the other part of the crowd didn't know who he was. He spit like through the wagon and mm-hmm. shit, and everybody was just like, yo. Then he did this other freestyle that was kind of a the Kanye West freestyle that he mm-hmm. was doing that was getting a lot of was attention. The champagne color. Bands, yeah, I push, push miracle whips. whips. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, um, so like that shit really, that shit really, you know what I'm saying? It, it, it kind of that that kind of solidified his 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 presence at the time in, in the music game, and everybody was like, "All right, we gonna fuck with you. We gonna fuck with you." And um, then I just feel like like that man went 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 a wall. His mom obviously mom passing had a big thing. To do I feel with like him. that had a big thing to do. With I, I, I know if my that, mom passed, I'd be yeah, yeah. good. But I think at the same time, I think Kanye. It feels like looking back on it, Kanye, and you listen to some of the stuff he said and what he was, and people say, "Oh, you know, he's in the game. He's confident." Kanye wanted to mass enough celebrity to match his arrogance. Mm. A lot of people want to be like I look at like Kendrick and J Cole and they like music because that's the they love music. Mm-hmm. They're not into all the other stuff. They don't be in nothing. They don't say too much. They just chill. Kanye wanted to be a superstar. Music was his way into it. But now he wants to be like I want to amass and, and I want to do whatever I want to do. But I want it from a lens of I'm the true all American dream. Right. And it's like void of being like this whole slavery thing. Like you said, it's it's like so irresponsible to say something like that. And your parents are professors. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, what are you talking about, bro? And it's just it's just weird. But I and once again, Kanye I just feel sorry for. I don't hate him, but it's just like I'm not as interested and I don't take him as serious. Um, you, you mentioned somebody though that's in the same field as somebody I hate. You mentioned Muhammad Ali. Another person I absolutely hate is Floyd Mayweather. I absolutely positively hate Floyd you know- Mayweather. I'm going to save. So, listen, I got a segment in the show called Mall's Real Hollywood Stories. I got a Floyd Mayweather story. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But I'm, I'm going to save that for another Floyd, episode. Floyd, but. <laughs> Floyd is a... Uh, and I like how you say hate's the wrong, uh, a wrong word. On one side, I've heard Floyd employs black people. Like, all his people around him are black. Yeah. So, like, his accounts, all that stuff, which I think is dope, especially as, as an athlete. But as a person, another, another situation where I think that he fights to build his ego. Like, he, he's horrible mm-hmm. to people. He's been... I have friends of mine who have, like, stories about him, like, just with women. Like I he, got a random-ass R. Kelly story, too, but I'm a, that's, again... He, uh, <laughs> yeah, he... Floyd, Floyd's been abusive to pretty much everybody. Yeah, like, every woman yeah. is like... Like, even women in his family. You know, he's just, he's, just a, he's just a bad person. He's not a good person. And um, it kind of came out, and then people kind of washed it under. Another one, my friend, same friend, who... I told her, told about this. They were like, "Well, I like boxing, so I like Floyd." It's like, 
yeah, it sucks because there is no boxing anymore, really. Like, it's not nearly what it was when we were growing up in the 90s and 80s. We had multiple superstars. Floyd was like Tiger Woods. Nobody, like, nobody was even close to him. But as a person, man, like, nah. I stopped watching Floyd matches. Especially yeah, yeah, after yeah, Ortiz. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When he snuck Ortiz. I mean, people say, oh, it was legal. Yeah, but Ortiz ended up trying to, like, overly, he hit him below the belt, trying to overly apologize, and he just snuck him. yeah. I was like, after that, I was like, nah, I'm, I'm good on Floyd, man. I'm, I'm glad you, you, you segued to sports because I was going to ask, is there anybody in the sports world? Because yeah. it seemed like we had entertainment down lock. Um, is there anybody in the sports world? And, and right now, the person who I really don't bang with in the sport, I got somebody in the sports world, and I and I ain't banging with him too tough, man. Uh, Marcus Morris, yo. Um and and, it's, and it kind of and it throw me for a loop because I used to bang with Marcus. I used to, I bang with Keith more mm-hmm. than than Marcus. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? And and maybe because you know what I'm saying, being a, he was on the Wizards mm-hmm. and everything. But um, bruh, I don't need this tough guy move, dog. Like this, 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 like we. I tell people shit like this all the time. Like, bruh, ain't no thugs in college. Yeah, you know I mean, like you can be a thug, but you going to school because you trying to better yourself, yeah, bro. Yeah, yeah. So we don't need this tough guy. This this tough guy act. It's the it's the same thing. Like we had that that time in the league when we literally had enforcers and yeah. motherfuckers that for real for real. You ain't really, you know what I'm saying? To this day, Rick Mahorn, Charles Oakland. Charles, you look, right there, you now. said my, my favorite person. You like, right now, I, you know, I'm a huge Charles Oakley fan, yeah, right? Yeah. But even even meeting Charles at this at this stage in his life, I would meet him and shake his hand, but I'd be like, I just kind of pause yeah, just yeah. in case you wanted to try to throw a punch. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I don't know, you know what I mean? Oakley. But still, that's... Shoot, Bill Lambert, too. That's Bill Lambert was a wild like, motherfucker, yeah, though, dog. I, I'd be like, like, all right, Bill, like, I ain't trying to, I don't got, want no problems. Dog, like, like I tell people for real, for real, we are, I'm, I am honestly glad that Ron Artest had a more sane career than he had un, because Ron honestly got some, some serious yeah, issues, you know docu- what I'm saying? His documentary was his, amazing. His uh, documentary was, was, amazing. Amazing. was amazing. It was amazing. amazing. But like I ain't really trying to, you know what I'm saying? I ain't trying to mess with those people. Yeah. So we, I don't. I think we're not in that that style of play. This is not that kind of league. So when I, even even the whole scuffle between uh, Joel and Cat, like I feel like that was that was like, come on, guys, you guys weren't even throwing punches. NBA ain't even like that. Like I, I mean, you know, it ain't it ain't it ain't like it ain't adversarial like that no more. The closest thing I say the true adversarial like rivalry, quote unquote. Is Patrick Beverly and Russell Westbrook? They hate each other, bro. And and, and to some some degrees, and Lillard, I love it. Lillard and Westbrook, which Lillard, is all yeah, yeah. on the court. Yeah. But Patrick Beverly and Westbrook is probably the closest thing where I'm like, okay, these guys actually. And I get it. I mean, he he would dislocate his hip. Hey, he he Patrick Beverly, honestly, could have ended Russ Russell Westbrook's career. career. If we if we if really keep it honest yeah, yeah. and you want to look at the video the and I be like I looked at the video a couple of times to say things like like I am a big uh, I try to find the source so so did you you know the other night the Memphis fight when Memphis and uh, I think New York yeah 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 no yeah yeah it was Memphis it was um how are you talking about no it was Memphis and New York it was because that was what Marcus uh, pushed John Morant it was Peyton. 
Alfred Payton and uh, Jay Crowder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so these unruled, unwritten rules of basketball, right? You don't try now, to score you beating somebody. But like here that. go the thing. Did you see? Again, I you think go you got to look back. at. You got to go a little further back what happened? because the play right when he pushed him, when 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 Payton pushed Crowder. Mm-hmm. It was because Crowder bitch ass tried to steal the ball to run over and score. So, right, 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 right. like, dog, and like you, the game was over. Right, you trying to steal the ball? You see us? It was literally three of them that they just got the ball, inbounds the ball, was kind of dribbling up the court, and then you try to sneak steal the ball, ah. and now try to shoot the shot, and then the dude ran over and pushed you. Yeah, so. Yeah. I'm just saying, dog, it started because of one, you know what I'm saying? So I always try to look at videos to see. I go yeah, I go way forward. Back. I go a little further back just to see really what it might have been. Um cuz a lot of the, a lot of folks don't really fuck with each other on the court like that. Yeah. And then, you know, after they played on the same AAU team or some yeah, shit yeah, like yeah, that they, they or yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? So it's just weird to me that you know, a lot of times that happens, and folk are uh, folk are the the way that they you know that they're, they're so angry on the basketball court or something. So that just is is kind of funny to me. I think uh, yeah, it was interesting. So so one thing, Marcus Morris, I never would have thought that, but he he and his brother definitely are like act like goons and things of that nature. But I give I give the Morris twins a lot of credit for one situation, one situation. Only, I mean, not like only, but the, when I think about them, I always think back to how they handled Thomas Robinson. Mm-hmm. And I about like when Thomas Robinson had, which might be one of the worst two month periods of any basketball player I know of. His mother stepped in and like their mother stepped in and like brought brought his sister over, and yeah. so it's like they. I mean, they got it rough in Philly. Like they, I mean, her, their mother looked like she 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 swing on somebody mm-hmm. too. So, but I, I never thought about Marcus Morris. I do think that, like, he, he does kind of do a little much sometimes. Like, he doesn't look as authentic. Like, he's trying to stop something. Exactly. Sometimes. I get that. I get yeah. that. But, I had, yeah, I hadn't thought about it from, like, right now in sports. I can't think of anybody currently playing that I really dislike. I dislike Baker Mayfield putting the Ohio, uh, Oklahoma flag on, on the Ohio State, though. But, that, but... That was like a couple years ago. He was in college. I'm a big Ohio State fan, but I wasn't like I didn't hate the dude. I do hate Carl Malone. I do hate Carl Malone. Yeah, and we got the I, same. I was gonna bring that yeah, up. We got the same Carl, feeling Carl, about Carl Malone. Carl Malone. You know, my aunt, one of my aunts, um, is a diehard Magic Johnson fan, Laker fan since. She just told me when it was when this whole Kobe thing happened. She like, she's like the Lakers since Henry Bibby. Hmm. I, I was like, I thought it would be Elgin Baylor or somebody. She was like, Henry Bibby, she followed him from UCLA. And I was like, okay, that's a real person yeah. that, you know, she's been a fan since the, since the 60s, uh, late 60s, early 70s. And when he came to the Lakers is when she started telling me how much she hated him. I had no idea. She was like, I don't want him on our team. It's like, why? She's like, well, when, you know, when, when Magic tried to come back after the Olympics, Carl, I was like, no, it shouldn't be safe and all that. But you played every day in practice with this dude. If anybody had more access to getting HIV, it'd have been, been you. And you had no problem to say that. 
when it was only when you're all on the same team. Now mm-hmm. that you have to go against him to get a ring, all of a sudden now you want to complain. I was like, that's the that's the softest that's thing. Some whole ass and shit. Then, but then, but then it got worse when I when Cheryl Ford got in the WNBA. Yeah. When she got when she was at Louisiana Tech, and I remember her just I love girls basketball, women's basketball. So I remember her there. La Tech was a powerhouse. Yeah. And and find out like the stories of. Them driving from Shreveport to Dallas to Mavericks games just to watch him play. He wouldn't have no, no tickets say, for her. Wouldn't say shit to Wouldn't say, act like she didn't yeah. exist. And then to find out how old their mother was. He has, he has three kids with two different women. And one of his kids he had when the girl was, what, 14 years old when he was at Louisiana Tech. And now he plays in the NFL. He played in the NFL. Yeah. It was just like, this dude was a deadbeat father. And he was like... A child molester. I mean, it was just a lot, yeah, man. Dog. It was a whole lot. And he goes and marries a white woman that has like wonderful family with his wife, white wife in Utah, and everything's hunky dory. Got three <laughs> kids in Louisiana struggling, and he act like they don't exist. exist. And yeah. I was like, man, this is. I was like, you're a crummy ass dude, dude, dog. Man. <laughs> you're just a crummy ass the dude. The mailman does not deliver right. child support for sure. Child support payments at all. That's not his route. It's not on the route. Mailman don't deliver child support payments. I can't fool with the dude called Malone. Um, I try to separate people. I don't be like all the. I, I really am the person that I don't care what people do personally. Like, I don't be reading no gossips and gossip yeah. columns and stuff. And. It's funny how I got homegirls that know athletes because they're dating women that they know, right? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, they are, oh, yeah, yeah, she's on Real Housewives of Atlanta, and I know him. It's like, I don't care about that stuff. But when it comes out, they're like, you're a really crummy person. Like, yeah. I just, it's kind of hard to not to not look at that as like, okay, you just do not have bad character, man. I can't really Yeah, yeah. Um, we'll segue that to dog, talking about the landscape of college basketball. Um, Bella and... Uh, San Diego State. Yeah, basketball right like now. That. You know, when I was when I was younger, I used to know, and you could you people could quiz me. I knew every school that every player in the NBA went to. Mm-hmm. You could say, uh, you could just name somebody random, and I I know the high school if they came out of high school. I knew college. I can't do that anymore uh, because there's so many kids coming to the league from these random places. And my thought process on that, why a team like Baylor, San Diego State, um, or guys like Damian Lillard go to Weber State, and Steph Curry go to Davidson, CJ McCollum go to Lehigh. What's happening, in, what's happening in basketball from even a youth level is the transition has gone from a, coach, a, coach's, a coach's success and the barometer of their success has gone from developing talent to acquiring talent. Mm. So it's no longer about how much better you make your kids. It's about how many good kids you have on your team. And depending on when you start that, a lot of these kids that are considered good at whatever age are kind of pushed through. They're brought along. Oh, he wants from this team, wants from this team. But they're not really being coached. They're being exploited. You know, so like you got a kid that is supposedly, you know, top 10 in the country in fifth grade, which I think is ridiculous. Yeah, that that is it's absolutely crazy. ridiculous. But you got a kid that's highly ranked, quote unquote. You got a kid that's six one, that's that's in sixth grade playing the five. You gonna keep him down low to keep winning games. You're not teaching him how to be a guard because he may never grow again. That's the difference between acquiring and developing talent. 
you got to make sure this kid actually gets better. It's not like that no more. They just want mm-hmm. you to win, and people care about winning too early. I don't care about a fourth-grade May tournament. It's not that big of a deal. It's about right. getting to, like, you know, you want them to develop in a game individually. But, like, winning all these tournaments, kids be playing 100 games in the summertime, yeah. and like, at like 11 years old, 12 years old. So what ends up happening at high school, college level, is a lot of these kids want to go to certain schools. And what you end up having is the caliber of overall kid that's going to these top programs that we used to know. Like, can't say I'm gonna say Duke and Kentucky just because, but just like schools like that, they're actually not coached the way that somebody that might be a lesser known talent goes to a school like a mm-hmm. Baylor, San Diego State, or a Gonzaga, or Butler back in the day, Creighton. Mm-hmm. So they're getting coached up. For four years. They're also not just coming for one and done. A lot of these kids now are like, I'm only spending four months of college, five months yeah. of college. They're not even trying to, like, listen to the coach. They're not, they're not developing. And these college coaches are as good as pro. Like, when you a D1 coach, you're pretty much a professional basketball mm-hmm. coach or football coach, you know, even on the football side. And they're not getting developed. So they going, they going in, they try and win the lottery as fast as possible. Meanwhile, these other schools are actually getting better. They're becoming better mm-hmm. basketball players. And when you have a whole bunch of guys that have been coached, they're going to beat your overly overrated kids because yeah. y'all don't know how to play as a team. You, you've been training with somebody since you were 10 years old about cones and stuff. Right. You don't know how to play 5-on-5 <laughs> five five the same way as somebody else. And you're not used to someone telling you you're wrong. Right. Or, an even better example, a kid who is freakishly athletic at an early age and can't go left. People aren't spending time working on his left because he keeps doing everything they need right. on the right-hand side. So now he gets to college, and finally someone says, you never that's know that's how to right. go left. You never know how to play defense. You don't know how to do triple threat. No one's ever done that because they allow you You help us win. Right. You've helped right. me win all this time. And there's no – yeah, so a lot of these kids now, a lot of the better kids nowadays aren't the same kind of overall kids that we used to have. Guys like um, – Man, I, like, I, I keep thinking like Kobe just because he's fresh on our mind. But Kobe was a gym rat. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I find a lot of kids don't even watch basketball. Mm-hmm. Kids that are basketball players, they don't even mm-hmm. watch basketball like that. Like, how do you how do you pick up certain moves from people, man? When I was in, you know, and I didn't, I wasn't no superstar now, just playing on the park. I watched every point guard in the league. Mark Jackson had the backup. You know, Kenny Anderson had a certain handle. Tim Holloway had a two-step, two two-step. You try to incorporate certain parts of your game through watching basketball. Kids don't even watch. They watch highlights. Yeah. One-minute snippets on Instagram. That doesn't tell you how a player plays. Yeah. It's just it's all this stuff is kind of microwaved, and I think that's what ends up being what it is in college basketball. These schools are getting kids that can be coached. Okay. And that being like a Seton Hall. Right, 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 right. They getting kids. I was gonna that say can like you look at like uh, what was that uh, VCU. VCU was good. You know what I'm saying? They Wichita get, State, like those Wichita schools. Wichita State, like, v, um, 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 George Mason was. Yeah, yeah, George Mason. You get, that. You're getting kids that can be coached. They haven't been coddled their whole life. Right. And they're here to like, I'm going to play. I want to play and go to the next level. But a lot of these kids aren't guaranteed in their mind. They're not guaranteed pros. So they're more, in my opinion, they're more susceptible to learning to a team concept. And that's why when you look at the league now, you're finding kids from everywhere. A lot of these five-star recruits, they are still your top, your high flyers. You know what I mean? James Wiseman going to be the number one pick in the draft, and I think he's going to have a good, uh, you know, a really good career. 
But the guy that was number 25 in the country this past season ain't the same number 25 guy in 1999, 2000, mm-hmm. 2001. They're just not made up of the same things. And also, basketball is becoming more of a middle-class sport. Mm. You know what I mean? A lot of you, you look at a lot of players in the league now, a lot of young guys are second generation, either yeah, professional yeah, yeah, athletes yeah, yeah. or college athletes. So, 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 okay. And that's a good, that's a good little move right there to even think about. So I said something in, in a group the other day, and I think it, my, it, it didn't take people by surprise, but when they thought about it, they was like, God damn, you're right. Um, right now, Bronny is better than both of Jordan's. Oh yeah, boys, right? Yeah, he's not um, the best. He's not the best kid though. Not the best NBA players. Kid. Who you think, Cole? No. Who? Oh wait, wait. High school. Cole, Cole, Cole is is the truth. Cole but, is the truth. But current, but Cole's in college. But right. currently in high school, mm-hmm. Dewan Wagner Jr. is better than Bronny James. Dewan Wagner Jr. is probably better than he's, DJ Bronny. Wagner. Yeah, is yeah, definitely yeah. better than. He Bronny definitely James. is like that. Like he, mm-hmm. I, I, and you can tell he is rare. Yeah, I watched yeah. him play a whole game on YouTube. Yeah. And he does everything. He inches closer to the basket every time he can. He he doesn't waste dribble. He mm-hmm. has a perfect form. I was about to say, I, the, when the, the game that I saw him, I think he was scoring. On ESPN? No, this is, it might have been even a YouTube, something mm-hmm. I was watching him. It was like just a, a vignette. Oh, yeah, 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 compilation. Um, I think he was scoring within like two to three dribbles or yep. something like that. Like, yep. and that's when, like, for me as a yep. as a as a basketball player, like mm-hmm. realizing that dog, it's only taking you really two dribbles to really mm-hmm. either get into your 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 move to do something yep. or get into your shot. Yep. Um, that that was really impressive. Like he he's nice, but when I say that, I was just saying that, like you know. It's funny to me how you look at like great players. Like, I, right, Dewan Wagner honestly scored a hundred points in DeJuan, we all high school, know. right? And, and, I, and just, that's just gonna be his claim to fame, though. Believe me. Oh, for sure, for sure, for sure, for sure, for sure, for sure. So even though, even though, if you if you grew up in that era, in that era, you knew Dewan Wagner is arguably the best guard to come out of high school mm-hmm. in like at least a five years. Like, he, he was. He was the truth. Stand. I definitely but you know he had that, that, which I didn't find until later. He had an intestinal problem. I thought he was injury prone. Yeah, yeah. So everybody thought he was a bust. It's like, nah, bro, he almost died. Yeah. That had nothing to do with basketball. Yeah, yeah. And so that's why he stopped playing. So I think, I think, but just looking at, at like, you know, sports figures, mm-hmm. kids and stuff like that who who are good, I feel like, honestly, Bron, Bronny might be the savior of the legendary kids. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Because all the other players that have, that kids are are doing something like, you look at like Dale Curry, like Dale was all right. Yeah, like Dale, Dale was, was all right. Dale, Dale, Dale had a mean ass jumper. But yeah, he won Dale, Dale won Steph, like, you know what I'm saying? And I, I mean, I mean, but you know, you look at, you, you see these other players that's like, all right, um, shit, J- Jeremy Grant. Like, you know what I mean? Like they was, the, the Horace and guys. Harvey was both tough. You talking about like your, your, I know what you mean. Like so you know what I'm saying, but you wasn't necessarily stars. dog. Like you wasn't superstars. You right. were a, you know, you were very a staple in in whatever organization you played with. But it might be, yeah, no, you you 100 percent right. I mean, I, I think about Gary Payton Jr., Tim Hardaway Jr. Their fathers were really good, but they weren't on the level of of obviously like a Jordan. Like you knew Gary Payton because Gary Payton was gonna lock you the fuck yeah. down, and he, he was, was gonna awesome. throw he something. Was, Mean to Sean Kemp, yeah, like you know yeah, what I'm saying, like but true. 
overall stars, right. like, you know, superstars or megastars, like, we don't have that. Like, we can't say, like, you know what I'm saying? I wonder the about that. The best, yeah, I'm trying to think the best superstar son, it might end up being Bronny, because I'm trying to think of, I mean, you know, uh, Carmelo's son plays too. And yeah, he's, yeah. He's, he's, I haven't really seen much video of him. He's, he's good. Um, I mean, Zaire, uh, D Wade, son, like he, you know what I'm saying? Like that's the thing. So like, here's the thing. He might be alright. Zaire Wade right now is ranked like 180 in the country, right? Which is about what Marcus Jordan probably was ranked coming out of high school. I think Zaire's good. I think Zaire's good. I would I, never. I think, f- <laughs> I think you would, but I, I know for certain. And this is for both. I mean, Bronny, I think is a is a good is a. I think Bronny's probably top 25 in this class for sure, right? But the amount of attention that these two get, obviously, is because of their dads. Right. I think Zaire, their kids in these, there's a kid at St. John's uh, that's ranked higher than Zaire Wade. Yeah, yeah. You don't know nothing about him. Yeah, I'm here. You know what I'm saying? You don't know nothing about uh, kids in Oh, you definitely. Yeah, you know course, what I'm I mean, that's one thing, like, I, I always, you know, I always make known when I talk to people, like, I'm in the I'm in a basketball mecca right now. Right. Like, you know what I'm saying? So uh, again, we, we and 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 we I've said this before, like dog, you do a lot with in the basketball community and everything seeing, you know, young talent that to the point where I'm like, dog, whenever you, it's a game, let me know like I'll pull up to a high school game just on some like to hell with it. I'll right. pull up. But see, I feel like one I'm I'm we are definitely you know, we, we kind of spoiled being in the area. So yeah. we, we see a lot. And we definitely know, like you said, I know a little kid right now that'll probably give Bronny the business that's in Beacon House. Like, you know what I'm saying? Or like, like it's just like, you know what I'm saying? Or like yeah, just yeah, random yeah. little something like that. So like, you I think like, you know this kid is. But yeah, no, right, that's right. But it's, I mean, it's just not, like, it's, not, it's stuff like that too. The thing I always tell people about, about Bronny, anytime I say something that doesn't seem like I'm like, I'm not, it's by no means. I want him to be as good as his dad. I, I think just, he's gonna be better than his dad. Though. I think I don't think he's gonna. The reason why I don't think he's gonna be better than his dad is because I think his dad is athletically, but like just just he was a freak of nature. I don't think, like I, you know I, what I'm saying. I mean, this is, and I mean, but you got to think, is, LeBron ain't had the training that Bronny gonna have. But look, but he also doesn't have the physical gifts yet. Yet, but yet. you just got to. But I will say and this: I don't What's know, the, bro. This summer, well. Not even this summer, like maybe October, September, something. September, October, Novemberish. He grew a lot. Bronny wasn't dunking. Yeah, he grew. He, he started dunking. Right, like he time. he could he could get it. Like yeah. like he would get like little the one hand fake. But now, dog, the 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 up and under switcheroos and I think and I think the thing like, is that I, came I gotta, out of nowhere. I, mean, I think it's very difficult. Like obviously the. There's no other ninth grade in the country we're comparing to LeBron James. Right? No, no. And so it's hard to say, like, oh, is he going to be better than his dad? Like, that's just really difficult. LeBron is, whatever you want to say, he's one of the greatest players to ever play. Whatever you want to rank him, one through ten, he ain't getting past ten. Mm-hmm. Nobody foolish enough is going to rank him 11th best player of all time. Right? Yeah. So he's a top ten player of all time. By, cons- I would say consensus. Very difficult to say what he'd be. I think LeBron. I think Bryant's gonna be really good. I just don't like the fact he's getting this much attention so, so early. early, and it's not on his own merits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Meanwhile, this kid's like, like I look at Dewan Wagner. Camden just beat Rancho Christian, the number one player in the country. Plays for Rancho Christian. They beat him on ESPN. Mm-hmm. Dewan, if I'm not mistaken, DJ was the leading scorer in that team. It's a public school team versus a private school team. Mm-hmm. Like that's something that's like I bet Mikey Williams averaging like 
40, and he's getting a little bit of love, like close to love, but like Bronny got like 3.8 million followers. Like that, nobody of yeah. his stature in basketball yeah, you should definitely. have that following because right. he's not that good. It's not saying that I'm saying that he's bad. Yeah. It's just that the amount of oh, attention it definitely he's getting, is some, right, right, the amount of attention your he's getting right. is definitely because of who his dad is. And I wish that he could, from an attention perspective, can just play his game and let let the things, the, the 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 spoils of basketball come his way on his own merit. Okay, you know, and I also don't want that pressure for him, man. Like that's, that's, a, that's lot, a lot. That's of a pressure. lot of pressure, though. It's a lot of pressure. That's a lot of pressure. You know, I remember Shane Larkin <laughs> played in the league. His dad was was Barry. It took me years to figure that out. I'm like, yeah. your dad was the truth with the Reds. You know what I mean? Like, he switched sports. You know, um, and Ken Griffey's son's going to HBCU, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, yeah? He's one of his sons. He has a son that went to Arizona to play football. Trey. Ken okay. Griffey III. But he has another son, I think, going to HBCU. But, like, he ain't in the same sport. So, you know, it's 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 easier. I think a lot of these guys, a lot of the, the long-standing pros, you know, guys been in the league like eight, nine years, they have a better chance of producing better basketball, basketball players, players than the superstars yeah. because they have a similar amount of money, but they don't have the amount of high level of attention of like, damn, that's such and such a son. I mean, how long did it take you to realize Clay Thompson's dad was the number one pick in the draft? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it took a long time to be like, that's Michael Thompson's Thompson son. Thompson's right. <laughs> yeah. Right. Because, you know, yeah. that's not a household name either. Right, right, right. You know, um, even him, his brother plays for the Dodgers. You know, so it's like it's 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 it's. I think it's better. It's like that. He nice. Yeah, it's like it's like that in general. Like I love the fact that Jawan Howard, Penny Hardaway, Patrick Ewing are college coaches because they love are it, like bro. stars at their college. Like they are Penny for sure and Patrick for sure, the greatest players to ever played at their school. Yeah, can't necessarily say that for Jawan because I'd get at the Glenn Rice or Chris Webber, um, or shoot, even going back, Cassie Russell, but. Either way, like, I love that they're there because a lot of times your superstars, your best players, it doesn't translate to being able to give that to somebody else. You, you can do it on your own, but you can't really translate that to somebody else. So, I think, I think Bronny, I hope, I, I want Bronny to get everything he deserves. But, uh, I just want, I just want people to scale back on the attention, the expectations, the, you know, you a Bronny fan. Like, just ninth grade basketball players don't get this. Yeah. You know, Imani yeah. Bates is the best prospect in high school's basketball. He's in 10th grade. And he deserves whatever hype y'all give to any high school player, Imani Bates deserves that over everybody else. And he don't have a following of LeBron, of Bronny. You know, and it's like, this kid is a 6'9", walking Kevin Durant Jr. And he just turned yeah. 16, like, two days ago. You know, um, he deserves that kind of hype. I don't like hype for kids anyway. The goal, if it goes to the NBA... Just, just worry about being hyped when you get to that point. Mm-hmm. All the hype beforehand, man. It's just a lot of people aren't equipped for this, man. Walking down the street, people this know everything about you, man. That's This is a lot on it. That's why child stars sometimes be getting drugs and stuff at the Hollywood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? You growing up, you getting pimples in your face while you on cover magazines. Stress you got to go all that stuff, man. I don't want that for nobody. So anytime I say something about Bronny, even in conversations, it's not like I'm downplaying, I'm, um, you know, I'm hating. I just don't like the amount of attention he gets because I want him to, to have his own life. I want him to be able to play the game and people accurately assess his talent separate from his dad, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, I think he's nice. I mean, Sierra Canyon is a, a really good program, and I think he's going to end up being a good basketball player. I just, I just hope that you would have caught him 
because he was a random good freshman on Sierra Canyon versus well, yeah, yeah. Ronnie James so, y'all right. selling out tickets because everybody wants to be close to LeBron or hopefully see him at mm-hmm. his son's game. That's just a lot. Yeah. LeBron LeBron did all that on his own. LeBron yeah, yeah. had moving his high school games to University of Akron based on his own talent. I wish Bronny was offered the same, same opportunity. opportunity. Yeah, that's, that's all. Um, we'll segue this to man, we both from DC. Mm-hmm. Um, what you, which man, what you want to talk about with the city, man? How you feel like the city? I'm back in the city now, so I'm, I'm, you know, what I'm saying I'm feeling, I'm feeling rejuvenated, like I done went down to the fortress of solitude, real. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And got myself back together, and I'm I'm good. I done went to the sun and got charged up. And I'm, yeah, like a little boy mini, home. Like a little mini vacation. Yeah, yeah, the boy home. You know what I'm saying? So, I, 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 it's, it's killing me right now with all of these bike lanes. Like, I feel like we're not about to drive in the city. No, like, real soon man, we're not going to be able to drive. Um, let me tell you, what I, what I think is happening, man, is um, D.C. is doing so much to try to Force middle class people out. Mm. Um, I just read an article um, that said DC per capita has the highest parking tickets of any city in the United it. States, and um, and I think that that's 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 a money grab, like in in ways that it's it's so overt. Um, I would rather I would rather have them cut down parking tickets and build a toll across mm. the Wilson Bridge. Not the Wilson Bridge, I'm sorry, because that's Maryland and Virginia, but the um, 395? Mm-hmm. That's the way to make money. Yeah. I mean, don't put it on the backs of people, because what ends up happening is Maryland and Virginia residents that come in for work, it don't affect their their uh, their license if they don't pay. You know, DC t- tickets. Mm-hmm. It affects us though. We're the ones that are stuck. You know, you go down certain places. I was just down off um, 14th and um, 14th and like Q yesterday. The whole side of the street down there is zone parking only mm-hmm. from 7 a.m. to midnight, Monday through Sunday. So I can't drive and go have eat or something like that. It's almost as if like you you're, you are segregating us mm-hmm. because you can only park there if you live in this area. Mind you, the only areas that have zone only are affluent quote unquote areas. areas. You can't do that here. You can park here all the time you want. I mean, it says two hours and it's green. We don't have no red signs in this part. DC you have red signs southeast. Mm-hmm. So they're starting to like whittle people out, block red line people with with just the, your cars and how you move. Parking tickets are crazy. Um, the metro, with its variable pricing, is expensive. Um, I mean, I, I think that I, I really don't think DC cares about middle class people, man. I think they care about only upper class people, and general generally, it's not even it's racial because yeah. DC has upper middle class black people, but they're negatively affected by the same stuff as poor mm-hmm. black people. Schools. Um, you made a great point when we was talking earlier about the, uh, I think, charter schools for me. Yeah. I didn't realize it ain't not a motherfucking charter school west of, of the if, park. Like, if, there, if there is one, it's probably small, but I mean, they got a lot of private schools. All, all the private schools and stuff over there. But they don't have no real charter schools west of 16th Street. And, and so all those elementary schools are full. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, you got... 
I think Lafayette Elementary School is larger than Dunbar. I believe it is. I believe um, it is. It's larger than Dunbar. It's larger than, than H.D. Woodson. It's like definitely larger than yeah. Anacostia. You know, Coolidge... We, we got we, yeah. 10 people in that joint. Yeah, Coolidge had... I remember two years ago, Coolidge graduated, I think, 58 kids. I think it was 45. Yeah, for a public And we had... I think in my class, we had maybe three or maybe like two, 250 or 250, something like that. 20 years later, it's down to 30, 40, 30, yeah, 40 yeah, 45, 50. And part like, of that is why, because you got two charter high schools right. that used to be middle schools middle school. that fed in the Coolidge. Right. Really think about that. Yeah, yeah. Like that's Capital what I'm saying. We don't City have no schools no Paul used to be Paul. Well, yeah, yeah. Now they got high schools and they used to feed into, into, into Coolidge. Into those schools. That's why, one, I feel like some of the city sports is oh my god is shitty as, oh as man as let me let me tell you something man I just found out that uh, Friendship Tech prep kids can play for collegiate football team yeah I just found it out I ain't know that uh, but honestly I think that what happened when charter schools started coming about they didn't think about I call it the death of a thousand cuts. There are more charter schools than public schools. It is. It is. Way the more. traditional public schools. Yeah, yeah. Anybody the traditional public schools. Education will tell you charter schools are public schools. Mm-hmm. I get it, right? But uh, but not your traditional public not school tradition, that we all know and love and grew up right, in right, and right, stuff right. like that. And, um, and so now what's happening is these areas are being cut out. Like, they might be, they're not huge schools, but they might be 40 kids going to their school, 40 kids, same grade. You think about, I, I reference this all the time, right? When I grew up in Southeast, over over in that area, um, I grew up in northern part, northern part of Southeast, like Fort Davis, Hillcrest. And if I went a little bit further, Fletcher Johnson was probably the closest. Fletcher Johnson was indeed the closest uh, middle school to my house. Um, that whole area by H.D. Woodson used to have six middle schools where people ended up going to H.D. Wilson. A lot of them ended up going to H.D. Wilson. You had Fletcher Johnson, Sousa, Evans, Carter G. Wilson, Roper, and um, and Kelly Miller. Now, Kelly Miller and Sousa are open. Those are only two. Carter G. Wilson is now Friendship Collegiate. Mm-hmm. Roper became Ron Brown Middle School. Now it's Ron Brown High School. Uh, Fletcher Johnson just closed mm-hmm. and Evans is now Maya Angelou mm-hmm. so of that you got a magnet public school in Ron Brown which pulls kids from everywhere um, Maya Angelou's a yes. charter high school No, and, and an elementary school because that's where my boys go oh for real? Like half the school yeah oh I didn't know that so they in the east campus so Stokes got an east and a west no way yeah. did not know that yeah. did not yeah. know that that's the, that's the east campus Wow. For the, yeah, for the immersion joint. I did not know that. Yeah, I was trying to figure out what the fucking school was before it was Maya Angelou. Because I was like, it's I know this wasn't always Maya Angelou. It says it on the so, front. No, it don't. They took they that took shit down. Yeah. They say Bruce Evans. Yeah, they the took front. that shit down. Wow. And the school across, across the street is now Capital City or something like yeah, that. Yeah, Center City? No, nah, I it's think it's like Capital City. Okay, because I know like there's a cap- Capital City. Yeah, yeah. I think they are a part of... The same network. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, they, um... um you think about the fact that what I just said, right? Like, Fletcher Johnson was an education campus. Evans was a junior high. Junior highs in D.C. were like 800 kids. Um, 
Kaji Woodson, I think, was a junior high, middle school. Roper was a middle school for sure. Um, but I said to say is that now only two, only one school now is on for for for, for HD. HD is the only high school in DC that only has one feeder school. So That's Kelly crazy. Miller, Kelly Miller, and HD yeah, 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 have yeah, the exact yeah, yeah. same yeah. schools on. So mind you, you talking now? Now the school zones change. Because when I was growing up, Eastern School Zone came across the bridge all the way down East Capitol Street. Okay. If you went to Evans, you could walk into Eastern, even though it's like 58th Street. Yeah, yeah. Now there's no school zone across the bridge. So everything in Northeast on that side, even Mayfair Paradise, mm-hmm. goes to HD. They don't go to Eastern. That's they go to crazy. HD. So River Terrace goes to HD. HD. So you telling me Kelly Miller has that entire area from what I just said, from River Terrace all the way to, to Marvin Gaye Park. And he only got 400 kids. <laughs> only got 400 kids. Because there's a KIPP that's across yeah, the street Kip from Johnson. There's a KIPP that's in Clay Terrace. Yeah. There's uh, what other middle schools they got over there that's charter? Um, Miami? Uh, not a, that uh, other school I, right ideas there. Ideas over there, but I, I, ideas another high school. Ideas another high school. Ideas um, yeah, ideas there over there. Ideas back there too. That's why HD HD only got like four hundred fifty kids. You got Damn. three high schools in the same school zone. I never thought it? about that. And Bard Bard is the old Davis. That's another high school. They just opened Bard. It's the it's the joint program where you can. Um, yeah, 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 that's yeah, yeah. The, the old Davis Elementary sits right in front of Simple City. Yeah, yeah. That's the, how how many that four high school, five high schools in HD schools on? Ron Brown, Idea, Fletcher, uh, Fletcher Collegiate, Maya Angelou, and Bard all pretty much are in HD schools on. Dang. And not oh, and Cesar Chavez, because Cesar Chavez is in uh, Parkside. That's another high school. All of them are physically in, in except that, for Bard. Bard technically is in Anacostia. I'm trying to think. That little area by Sousa is still zoned for Anacostia. But I think Simple City goes to... Simple City goes to HD. Simple City does go to HD. So all that, just to say, like, our schools are getting smaller. When it comes to sports, there's so many different teams. There's so many different teams. There's so many more teams. There are kids that would not be playing varsity on a traditional basketball team, for, you know, high school mm-hmm. team. There just be too many kids. You only made your twelve best. Well, now you you the eighth you the eighth man on a on a on a team a charter school, and they just want to have a team. So the coaching isn't as good. Yeah, all this stuff is it's it's too much. Yeah, I honestly, I, I wish that uh from a sports perspective that you just said, hey, like. We should only have like four high schools that have a high school team or five, like cut it down mm-hmm. and just have kids play for those. That'll be uh Or kids play for your, your neighborhood, your neighborhood school. school. I feel like to, we got to go back to the neighborhood shit, man. Because yeah. like we had a, we, that's how we, you know what I'm saying? It wasn't until I started playing AAU and then going, you know, Silver Spring and stuff like that and, and all that, that I knew of other hoopers, but you know, just having having played in my neighborhood, like I knew everybody who, you know what I'm saying, you know who the people that can hoop, you, you know what I mean? But you know you got folk in your neighborhood and around the area, it would be that, that I feel like that Coolidge Rose rivalry was oh, always man. some epic, yeah. like, you know what I mean? Because it's, 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 you know, it was neighborhood bra- bragging rights, like, like you know what I'm saying? You can't go to the school, you can't go to the carry out and then not have to hear that smoke, like, yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Like, so, but we don't, we don't have that no more, really, and it's, and I feel like that's hurting the city, as much as 
everything else. Man, I'm going to probably have to do a, a part one and two of this joint because we have a just a wealth of information. Like I said, we were just talking about some of the city and what's going on uh, with that, how we feel. I mean, I feel like we could probably do a whole like series of city talk and shit like that going on. Um, so I'm, I'm we're going to wrap this up on this episode. We're probably going to bring y'all part two. Uh, so be on the lookout for part two. And thank y'all for listening to He's an On-Time God.